It's great to see you this morning. If I have not had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Dan Taylor. I'm the campus pastor here at Life Church, and I am looking forward to getting to know you. Please do something for me. When you see me, introduce yourself. I would love to get to know you and just be bold and do that. That would be wonderful. And of course, we want a great inviting atmosphere in our campus. And uh, so we're in the final week of our series at the movies, and today we're going to look at the Black Panther, and that was an intro, a little bit about the movie, and, and, but before we go back to the movie, I just want to say this. There have been some times in my life where I, I can feel a battle taking place. I mean, it's, it's, it's powerful. Sometimes it's something silly, and it's like what happened to me the other day at Shell, when I went in, I got gas, I went into the Shell station, and I was going to get a snack, and, and I was intended to go in for some cheese, and, and you know, because that's healthy and whatever, and I got to the counter, and I saw those homemade raspberry pies, those individual ones, you know what I'm talking about, the temptation, I'm like to the... <laughs> To the lady, I'm not going to buy this cheese anymore. Could I have one of those? So there's all kinds of battles. Some of them are silly, and then some of them are very serious. I mean, I've, I've had a serious battle in my life it, numbers of times around when I get angry. Anybody else ever have an anger problem? I've had an anger problem. God's helped me with it so much. But over the years, the enemy really used to battle me there. And especially when Kristen and I would have a disagreement. And I don't just mean a small disagreement. I mean a heated one. Am I alone? Do you, do you ever have an argument with your spouse, right? And so when I would have a heated argument, and I would get very upset, and I would go into the master bathroom, and I would look at myself in the mirror, and I could see the battle that was raging right in front of me. And God would say to me, Dan, you have a choice to make right now. You can either go the way that your flesh is wanting you to go, or you can allow my spirit to do something new and fresh and bring, you know, solve this situation that's in your marriage. Sometimes I've made the right choice. Other times I've not made the right choice. But it's probably the best way that I have been able to explain the battle that takes place in our lives. And I don't think that I'm alone. I would be certain that you have something in your life as well that you're battling. That's a challenge for you, not once, not twice, but many times. In this movie, Black Panther is about a young man named T'Challa. He's the prince, and his father dies, and, and he comes back to Wakanda. They have all these cool names, right? He comes back to the kingdom of Wakala to take his rightful place on the throne. And someone else arises and tries to challenge his throne, and there's all kinds of, of drama as that arises. There's only one person, one tribe, that wants to challenge him in that way. And so when this powerful enemy suddenly appears, T'Challa, or reappears, T'Challa's mantle as king 
is threatened. And there's an incredible epic battle. It's on the side of a cliff. If you've not watched the movie, I would encourage you to do that. It's great. But it puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. And we're going to show you a clip from that right now. Victory in ritual combat comes by yield or death. If any tribe wishes to put forth a warrior, I now offer a path to the throne. No! No! The merchant tribe will not challenge today. Aye! The border tribe will not challenge today. The river tribe will not challenge today. The mining tribe will not challenge today. Is there any member of a royal blood who wishes to challenge for the throne? This corset is really uncomfortable. So could we all just wrap it up and go home? Hey, Shota! Mbaku, what are you doing here? It's challenge day. We have watched and listened from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child. Who scoffs at tradition. And now you want to hand the nation over to this prince. Who could not keep his own father safe. Hmm? We will not have it. I say we will not have it all. I, Mbaku, leader of the Jabari wisdom. I accept your challenge, Mbaku. Glory to Hanuman. And so you can see that every tribe in Wakanda had the opportunity to challenge for the throne. Nobody wanted to do it except that one man from the one tribe. And so the movie is really about this ongoing epic battle about the forces of good and evil. And evil is trying to overcome good. And that's kind of how it is in our lives. We find ourselves like T'Challa, and we find ourselves in this battle, being challenged by an enemy that we know is named Satan. Now, I don't want to get all spooky this morning. I, I, I don't want you to think if you're a guest, oh, what's he going to start talking about now? Well, I would say nothing other than reality. The reality is that the enemy, there is an enemy of our lives, 
His name is Satan. He directs the powers of evil, the, the resources of evil. And his goal is to get every person that he possibly can to stand up to the power or the source of good, which is God. And the Bible says that the enemy is the chief of lies, that he comes only to rob, kill, and destroy all of the good things that God has done and that he wants to do in our lives. And, you know, God, he, he, he gave his son so that all these great things could happen. And the Bible says that we have access to all of those incredible things that God has done through Christ. And that we have this incredible power. But the enemy continues day after day to try and rob, kill, and destroy and steal all of those things. I want to share three thoughts with you this morning out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. And the first thing is this. We need to know that we're in a fight. Verse 3 says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We live in a world that is filled with warfare. I was tracking how many battles or battlefronts America is currently involved in. And I couldn't find the most recent one, but the one before that a couple years ago was on seven different fronts that were involved in different battles. And now we know that other countries are preparing to invade in the, in the world, and, and it's just a, it's kind of a hairy place to be in, in our world right now. And then have you seen different people who seem like they always want to fight? They've always got an offense. They always have something, you know, they're always ready for a battle. And you're like, hey, life's too short for that. But they have this spirit of being a real fighter in their lives. But Paul says, the, is speaking about a battle that has been held, excuse me, <laughs> I just had a breakdown. Can everybody say breakdown? Thank you. The fight Paul is speaking of is not a battle that can be seen by the naked eye. It's just we can't see it. We're so, we're so geared toward things that we can feel, that we can touch, that we can hear, that we can see. And that's what we so often pay attention to. But Paul says this. He says pay attention to the things that are unseen rather than things that are seen. And so this battle that we're referring to, it can't be seen by the naked eye. In fact, Ephesians 6 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers, against the rulers of this world of darkness and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. And we wage this battle not physically, something that cannot be seen, as we said. And that means it does not matter how fit you are, Although I believe fitness is important in our lives, it ultimately in this way does not matter. Other than when you're rested and you're eating properly, you have more energy to live out the things God has for you. But it doesn't matter how gifted 
or talented you are. In fact, sometimes people who are excessively gifted or excessively talented, they really struggle in this area because they think they have the strength in and of themselves. So it can even be a greater challenge for them. Doesn't matter how intelligent you may be. Praise God, you just saw my intelligence a minute ago. It doesn't matter how intelligent you may be, how well connected you are. You might have friends, you might have, you know, people in high places that can help you in all types of of situations, but ultimately in this battle that we face, that does not make a difference. And the enemy will use anything he can to destroy your life. You know where the enemy attacks the most? Only a few areas. Who, what, who, what when, where, and why? The enemy will use someone. Who is your someone that the enemy uses in your life to try and steal your joy, to challenge every bit of patience that are in your lives? Do you, do you have a someone? If you do have a someone, raise your hand real high. Okay, everybody who didn't raise their hand, they probably are the someone. <laughs> so God will use someone to, to challenge your life, to bring destruction in your life. And then what? He's going to use some circumstance. Some situation is going to come out of nowhere And the enemy is going to use that to try and bring destruction. Because he only comes to rob, kill, and destroy. And so when? When is that going to happen? I'll guarantee you it's going to happen at the worst possible moment for your life. It doesn't come usually when you're on the mountaintop. It comes when you're in the valley and the timing is so key. The enemy looks at your life and he says, I can see discouragement. Maybe you're even talking openly about your discouragement and he just comes to pile on. Where is this going to happen? In every place in your life, it has potential. In your workplace, in your family, in another relationship, maybe a relationship with your child, maybe in your marriage. God's going to use some things in any of those places. Excuse me, the enemy's going to use things in each of those places just to challenge you to, to fight against the good things that God wants to do. And then why? Why? Because that's his nature. His nature is to bring destruction. And so... I think there are two main tendencies that Christians have. And that is to be a person who puts too much emphasis on this battle in their daily life. Like, you know, Lord, do you want me to brush my teeth today? Can I just say you don't have to ask him? He wants, there's not a battle about you brushing your teeth. The answer is yes and amen, okay? So there's the person who over-spiritualizes things in our lives. There's a devil behind every tree. Can I tell you that I don't live in a mindset that there's a devil behind every tree? And even if there is or were, I have the power of Christ in me, and it has no effect on me. I don't walk around this world or earth 
worried about what will happen. I have a friend who prays for me, and they say, all the curses that have been put on you, you know, I release. And I'm like, I'm not cursed. I'm a child of God. I'm set free. And so then there's the person who pays it no attention at all, who doesn't see the battle that's taking place at all. They don't emphasize the spiritual nature. So when they go through that problem in their marriage or on their job, they're not aware of the fact that the enemy can use that and he wants to use that and he wants to get in wherever he can and pry an opening to bring destruction in your life. And it starts very small. The Bible says it's the little fox that spoils the vine. It starts very small. And he gets that pry bar of deceit and lies and deception happening in your life. And then he just begins to pry a little more and a little more all of the time. Until now, you're completely susceptible to the things of the enemy. Not because... God will not protect you, but because you have opened yourself up to the work of the enemy. Now, we're not talking about our salvation here. We're just talking about the forces of darkness against the forces of good, which is God. Did you notice that I did not say the forces of good against the forces of darkness? The victory has already been won. The one who's doing the fighting is the chief of darkness, the prince of darkness, fighting against goodness. We have the victory through Jesus Christ, of course. The fight is a battle for our nature. It's a battle of evil versus good. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And I have come, this is Jesus, so that you may have life and may have it abundantly. You have to approach your day in the back of your mind, recognizing that the enemy wants to counteract everything that Jesus wants to do. Now, the Bible says that God is at work in us, giving, the str- giving us the desire and the strength to do what pleases him. I mean, God wants to lead us into some good things. He wants us to have life abundantly. But the enemy wants to counteract all of that on a daily basis. And he'll even use something like your little sweet child, right? to test your patience a thousand times in the same exact place. Have you ever noticed he doesn't use grandchildren the same way? Grandchildren are like blessed from God. That's what I hear. Can't wait till I have my own. They're like blessed from God and you sugar them all up and then you send them home. But he never uses them to test you. But for some reason, he uses them to test their parents. So God's nature is life and righteousness, and Satan's nature is death and sin. Because of the fall of mankind, we're now born into that sin. But praise God, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, the Bible says we're given a new heart. 
We're given a new spirit, a new mind, rejuvenated. We don't have to give in to all of those things anymore. And, and the enemy, he's frustrated when people are making headway with God, both in their salvation and then as they grow and, and leave their fleshly, earthly desires behind. And we have this opportunity for change, but he's going to fight us every step of the way. But you need to know that your faith in Jesus Christ does not only secure your eternity, but it gives you power while you're on earth. And we live that power out through the power of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever sensed a time in your life just out of the blue, not like the, the illustrations I gave before, especially the one about the pie, but, but the other, by the way, honey, we're going to get pie when we leave here. So, uh, but but I've, woke, I've been awakened in the middle of the night, and you can just sense evil. And there's this tendency to maybe want to be afraid. This has happened to me a couple times. And I just say, Lord, I don't have to be afraid. I don't know what evil is happening around me. But in the name of Jesus, I claim authority over whatever's happening here. And God sets evil things aside and causes them to flee. Number two, we need to know exactly how to fight. Have you ever, I, I like to watch boxing and things like that, and so I'll, I'll catch some of Mike Tyson's best fights over the years on YouTube or these types of things, and, and that causes other fights to come across some of my social media feeds, and it'll be like, you know, two people fighting, and for goodness sakes, if I was going to fight, now I don't know how to fight. But if I was that bad at it, I think I would say, before I get into this fight, if anybody has a camera, please turn it off. Because these people look like they don't have a clue, right? They're stumbling all over the place. They don't know how to punch. They, they punch with their thumb inside their hand. They break their thumb. It's just crazy. And, and I guess it's like a train wreck. You want to watch, you know, you can't help but watch a little bit. And so you have to know how to fight. Verse 4 says this, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I'm going to read that again. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. But on the contrary, they have divine power. God is giving us the strength and the ability to do what pleases him. They have the divine power to demolish strongholds. My question is, how many strongholds are you living with in your life that God has already set you free from? You have just not taken his way of escape. You have just not taken the authority and the power that God has given you to demolish. Well, actually, they're already demolished. I want to give you a few rules of engagement. Number one, understand complete victory was given you when Christ died on the cross and you received that into your life. Secondly, don't expect Satan to fight fair. He does not know the future but he knows your past. So he can tell where you're weak. 
And he is not going to fight fair when he comes to bring destruction into your life. So be aware that whatever has been a stronghold in the past will probably be something that he uses in the future. And number three, the spiritual disciplines help us walk in ongoing victory. Guys, there is no way to walk forward in the things of God without participating in the spiritual disciplines. Prayer, fasting, worship like we did earlier, reading God's word every day, or as often as possible, being a part of a community of believers. I believe that every person needs a church. If a person is a Christian and doesn't have a church, they're an orphan. If a family is Christian and does not have a church, they're an orphan family. I mean, we need the body of Christ to help us. All of these things, all of these spiritual disciplines give us the opportunity to follow through on things that are pleasing to God. Jesus replied to the disciples when they had tried and tried to cast out an evil spirit, but were unable to in the book of Mark. He says, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. There's something about the dynamic that we have with God when we pray, when we fast. And maybe you feel like you're living a powerless Christianity. My question would be, how much are you investing in the spiritual disciplines? The spiritual disciplines are much like weightlifting. If you want to increase your physical strength, do resistance training, and it will make a difference. If you want to increase your spiritual strength, participate in the spiritual disciplines. Live in the fullness of God's Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control. And where do we get those things? Through the Spirit of God being built up in our heart. And having them there at a moment's notice, just living them out. And number three, we need to know what happens when we do fight. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When we fight, or stand, I guess Paul says in another text, when we stand against the powers of darkness, when we participate in the spiritual disciplines, strongholds are demolished. Now, we're a little quiet this morning. I don't know if it's when I lost my place or whatever, but you got a little quiet on me, okay? I want to tell you something. There's power in the church. And there's power in the things of God. And people can be delivered from strongholds in their life this morning. If you came to this place and you just uh, kind of wanted to, to be entertained, we believe there's more than entertainment in this place. We believe that people can be delivered by the presence and the power of God in their lives. Because we defeat our flesh and the power of Christ and his Holy Spirit is unleashed in our lives.
And the enemy cannot dictate our actions, so he attempts to manipulate us through our thinking. And we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Additionally, we find peace both mentally and physically. How many times have you been running from God on an issue and you don't have peace until you surrender and take up the tools that God has given you? And then Satan is exposed. When we stand against him, Satan is exposed for what he is, and that is the power of darkness and lies and deception. Have you ever been enlightened to a lie that you have previously believed? It's pretty powerful. When you realize that particular thing has been holding me back for years, and God brings it to our attention, and the lies of Satan are exposed, and we experience freedom in Christ and confidence to walk out our purpose in him. It's not God's will that we should be afraid of darkness, that we should be feeling tormented every day, that we should feel like there's an enemy, as we said, behind every bush or a devil behind every bush. I've come that they might have life and life to the fullest. And that includes our spiritual power and authority without getting spooky. And so I want you just to close your eyes this morning and I just want you to take a private moment with God and, and you're feeling defeated in some situation in your life. You, you know that the enemy has just been battling you incredibly and you just are not standing in the power and the authority that you have. Or maybe you've given in to a particular lie of the enemy for a significant period of time. I want to pray for you this morning. If you feel like you're losing the battle, if you feel like you've given in to a lie or been deceived, I just want you to raise your hand. Everybody has their eyes closed. There's no shame in that. We've all been at that place at one time or another. Yes, just raise your hand. Just let me see them. I want to have your face in, in my mind as I pray. Yes, God, we come to you this morning and we thank you that there is victory in the name of Jesus and the power of your Holy Spirit as we walk out the victory that you have given us. God, we're so thankful for the privilege that we do not have to be pushed back and forth. We don't have to, to wonder if we're going to be victorious. We know that you've brought victory in our lives. I pray, God, for people who feel pressed in some particular area or maybe several areas where they're just not living in the victory that you've given them. I pray, God, that your spirit would be built up in them. That they would see that the presence of God is at work in them, giving them the desire and the power. If they do the natural, you'll do the supernatural. Give them the power to walk in victory. God, for that person who keeps giving in to the enemy over the same lie, they probably even know you as their personal savior, and, but they give in to the same lie. Oh, you can do that. No one will care. 
or you're not good enough, whatever, whatever these things are, God. We come against the power of darkness and we just stand against it in the authority of Jesus Christ. We pray that you would deliver us from our fears, help us not to be spooky in our sense of how this is done, but to stand firm, to be what you have created us to be and recognize our inheritance as children of God. In Jesus' name, we love you, God. Amen.